Welcome to the Small Baller Podcast. My name is Trevor Ruddick, and as always, I'm joined by a man who is now loving going to the gym, Brandon Siegel. How are you doing today? Why are you lying on our podcast, Trevor? I'm not Trevor? lying. You were very happy today. You were you were excited about the workout. You enjoyed it, didn't you? I'll, all right, so let's 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 break this down for a second here. Um, so I've been going to the gym now with Trevor for for we're, we're probably at about a, a month over, and a half, maybe yeah, five six weeks. Yeah, something like that. Um, and Trevor has pushed me harder at the the gym than anyone has ever pushed me. Um, and I will say I'm liking it more than I have before. But do I like going? No, no, I don't. I'd prefer to not go. I, I feel would. like I feel like the gym approval rating from Brandon has risen consistently. That I can agree with. It has it has it has gone up. Now, granted, it was at zero percent, and now it's probably at like twenty percent. So it's not a high approval rating. Okay. But you are right; it has gone up. I I we'll, cannot. Deny. We'll check back on it in uh, late August, and it'll be at like fifty percent. Yeah, that's still not like a great rating. It is, it is better though. If it, I, Trevor, look, if, in a year from now, it'll be like seventy-five. If in August it is a, a, at fifty or above percent, where I'm like excited to go to the gym, like before, then then I don't know. I'll do something. I'll like eat like a hot wing or something. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Well, today we, you know, I, I don't know if you know this, Trevor. We typically have three members of this podcast on it normally, yeah. and we have. We have one slacker who who has don't give me an oh my god like that. We have one slacker who uh, hasn't been on that much recently. And actually, this will be his first time on while we're in our new setup. And you know, me and you are looking each other lovingly in the eyes while we record. Um, and the third member of this podcast is of course Ben O'Brien. Ben, I I mean I know you listened to the last podcast. Something's got to be done about this the, the, these tardiness and absence. I so here's the thing. I, I take full responsibility. I leave from the front. I'm not like Brandon, but. Um, I, I, I do think there's partial blame on, on the other side of this as well. I don't think I am 100% to blame for these issues. Okay. Two weeks ago, you had Noah on, you uh-huh. don't need me on. There's no reason for us to have four people on a podcast. Um, so I wasn't on. No, there's, La- there's many reason. No, there's no reason for us to have four people on a podcast. So that's Maybe fine. Noah no, wanted, Noah, Noah Noah wanted you spot. on. That is no issue. Noah took my spot. Last week, you guys changed the schedule. We re- you recorded at a different time or a different day or something like that. So that's not even my fault. Did, did we really do, did we do that, Trevor? I don't remember. Ah, uh, maybe not. No, I think no, no, we're not. No, okay, I, I think okay, but I, I did have it here. Ben, Ben O'Brien is a liar. <laughs> you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right, right. That's on me. But I did have, I had like a work thing, so I couldn't do it. Okay, so that's not my fault. That um, is true. That is true. But that is so kind of. I mean, in, while while in a sense you were correct, in in a sense you you were completely wrong. <laughs> well, I, I swear, oh. I saw, there was a point recently that you guys wanted to change the day or something like that. Maybe that was a while. That was a while. There ago. was there was a, a little while ago that yeah, we, we changed that was, around that the day. That was a while ago. That was when you had the thing on that Monday night. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to like I, completely dox I changed one of the yeah. days. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. So I'm just so saying, like, yeah, I, I take responsibility, was... but I, I do think Trevor will, there's, Trevor there's will take five percent of blame. There is partial blame for Brandon in this situation. No, Trevor, never Trevor. But there is absolutely partial no, no, blame for I, Brandon in this situation. Here's what I'll here's what I'll say. I don't think I've ever done anything wrong ever. So Trevor will probably take five percent of the blame on the day he had to move it, and you'll take ninety five because ultimately it's your fault that Trevor had to move it. Even though it's not, but it is your fault. <laughs> I will say that I, I, I do think because I listened to both podcasts I wasn't on. Um, because unlike Brandon, I listen to the podcast that I'm not on. Brandon never listens to the podcast. I, I do like, too. That's not true because like, I've given untrue. you tests before and you never passed the test. So that's a lie. <laughs> no, I've all, I've always for all the listeners at home, I've always passed the test. That's not true. But I'll give you credit, Brandon, because really in both podcasts you did a fantastic job being all about LeBron James, and that's what I that's what I'm here for. I'm here for LeBron James yeah. content. So yeah, I might have been the only happy. one that enjoyed your LeBron James content, right? Um, but I just want to well, let you know right here, right now, that I, I approve of everything you said about LeBron James during these playoffs. And honestly, we should just talk about. It. I mean, I know his team's not in anymore, but I I think it'd be way better if we just talked about him for an hour. 
I'm I'm totally okay with that. I I mean that's that sounds like a, a ball to me. Just a, a great time. Here's the thing, Ben. I am happy you're back on here uh, at these last couple of weeks. I, I really have I I've put the team on my back here. The Le- you team have. LeBron has been on my back. Yeah. I'll and now I can share the share the load a little bit with you. Yeah. Um, which makes me happy. But look, nevertheless, unfortunately, Ben, we can't talk about LeBron uh the whole podcast because uh we're we're at the end of the NBA playoffs here. Um and we just saw quite the series between the Heat and Celtics. Uh, it ended up the Heat ended up taking it. I on this podcast a week ago, they were up three nothing, right? The Heat were up three nothing, and I told yes. with uh, unequivocally, I was like, "There is no way the Heat lose this up three zero. It's never happened. The Heat will not be the first team to do it." I was so confident that it wouldn't happen, um, and I almost felt really bad. <laughs> I almost felt bad, and I will say this, Ben. Uh, I almost I. If the Heat lost, I think I would no longer have a home to live in. I think Trevor would have burned the entire home down. He would have burned everything down. And I think I think I would be driving to Cincinnati as we speak uh, to to go to you, Ben, uh, because it would have been a disaster for us here. Uh, but nevertheless, Trevor, the Heat did win. So I I know we had some ugly play at the end. I know there's some other things you want to go on, but um, to start here in this Heat Celtics series, uh, what's the first storyline you want to get to? So. There's a bunch of stuff I could say about this, right? Um, but I'll start with where you what you were talking about our last podcast, right? Because I kind of got caught up in this as well. Like I I did kind of couch it with like, well, they they have to win one more game. Let's wait. We don't need to say the series over because Brandon was saying, well, the yeah, series it's over. I was like, fault. Well, let's it's absolutely let's fault. let's make sure. Hold on. But at the same time, I will admit that I thought the series was over. I did. And I was getting a little excited. I was doing a little bit of celebrating. I was like, yeah, that's what you get, you you cocky Boston Celtics fans. That's what you get um, and all this stuff. And I was, you know, I was on Twitter. I was happy. I was looking at the memes and stuff uh, after they won game three last Sunday and all that stuff. So I am blaming myself in part for the Celtics winning three games. I think I am partially responsible for the Celtics winning three games. I think if I would have been humble the whole way throughout – it would have been a sweep, 100%. So you would have swept them. Do you think if we went and asked Eric Spolstra, we were like, hey, uh, Trevor thinks it's partially his fault. What do you think about that? You think he'd uh, he'd, he'd commit to that? I, I, I don't know. Probably not because Spolstra is also a very humble guy, so he wouldn't want to ever blame a fan. So I don't think he would, That's but I'm I'm take. just saying this is my this is my opinion. I think I am partially responsible. No, Trevor, so I'd like I, to say that fault. it's Brandon's um, fault. It's Brandon's fault, 100. I, also, I don't. What, <laughs> I haven't been here to, to defend myself here, but but why all of a sudden are we are we are we no more trying to reverse jinx on this podcast? That's a statement that Brandon just made. No, I no, am very much not. against that. I am always going to be an anti jinx guy. I'm an anti jinx guy. I agree. I'm I I'm reverse jinx too. I'm I'm fully reverse jinx. In fact, I've never done it once on the podcast ever. Here's the thing. The track record of reverse jinxing working is so good. It's so good. That's it's what not. I'm saying. It's it very is. good. It's absolutely good. Ben it's and great. I both have so we've much success. Yeah, we've successfully reversed jinxing in the last many times. four to five years. Many times. Yeah. No, I, I disagree. So I'll continue doing it. I will. I, I I will disagree. Brandon can say it's whatever he it's wants. Just I will like always you, try to reverse jinx. Always. It's the same it's the same thing, Brandon, when you go into the fridge and you see a big bag of chocolate chip cookies. Why are we doing this? And you eat one this. and you're like, this cookie was really good. Why would I not eat another one? It's the same exact thing. Same concept. Well, we, um, we know I, that Brandon doesn't eat first, just one, that's on. for sure. Okay, everyone needs he, to stop. Hold on, we need like, to talk about this. For the listeners, we need to talk about like this. No, 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 no. Today. 
Well, no, we, he, we need seven. to talk about this for Brandon, a second. Trevor, job, I, I don't, first of all, those Maybe two things, ten. those two things have nothing to do with each other. You said two <laughs> things that have nothing to do with each other. You just wanted to dox me for getting a lot of cookies. Now, I, everyone here knows on this podcast that, that I like dessert a little bit. All right. Only a little and probably a little bit more than the average person. All right. Ben has seen me. Ben has seen me I've seen devour. You at your worst. I've seen you at your worst. <laughs> yeah, Ben has seen me. <laughs> the, if you think what I've done today is bad, the reason he's saying this, here's the thing. Our, our other uh, roommate here, Josh, he has this wonderful aunt. Big shout out to, to his aunt. I don't know if he wants me to say her name, so I'm not going to say her name. But um, this aunt makes the second best cookies I've ever had in my life. And Ben, I know you know the best cookies I've of ever course. had in my life. Yeah. Ben has a friend whose mom, mom, right? His yes. mom? Yes. Yeah, yeah. His mom makes, uh, they're crazy. It's it's crazy how good they are. We, 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 we got to get some to you if, one of these days. If I come and visit this summer, I'll, maybe I'll see if I can get some for you guys. Yeah, I, wanna see, you, I, want, you I want Trevor please. to have some. I want him to try some. But these don't, don't bring a ton. Bring like four. Well, Brandon, would, no, no, you'll, you'd eat one, and Brandon <laughs> would eat the rest anyway. It doesn't matter. Don't yeah, worry about yeah. you getting fat. Ben, I want you to bring five hundred. Here's the thing. Uh, it, it, so Josh's aunt keeps on giving us these cookies, and Josh brings them here, and then I eat all of them, and it it, it creates an issue for me because you know they're here, so I got to eat them. But ne- look, nevertheless. I don't know why we said that. It has nothing to do with those two things. Have nothing to do with each other. Everyone is just doxing me for eating a lot of sugar. All right, let's 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 talk about the. We could talk about the reverse jinx here. Okay. Yeah. I was adamant the Heat won. You wanted to reverse jinx them, even though you didn't. Okay. Even though I I spoke it into existence. I actually think it is my my. I'm the reason they won. Is because I spoken into existence. I think you guys are not understanding the situation correctly. Let's think about this, Ben. You reverse jinx the Bengals like four million times. Did they win the Super Bowl? Did they win? No, but they won two playoff games with me doing it. So no, no they didn't but win. They, they beat the Bill. They beat the Bills. And, they won. They and won the so your reverse jinx got what? Second place. Second place is first loser, right, Benny? If, if he would not have reverse jinx, they might have lost to the Ravens. If he wouldn't have reverse jinx, you know where they would have won? They might have had some uh, some hardware. The Ravens the, uh, might have beaten them. The Ravens should have beaten them, but that's a that's a that's they a. They didn't. He reverse jinx. That's loser talk. That's a thing for another day. Loser talk. Also. I, Oh no, no, that's not loser talk. I also correctly predicted that game. So you guys just look what, dumb. What did you do about the? What about the next games? game? What about the next, did, <laughs> you pre- did you project that one correctly? That that was the only game in the entire playoffs I didn't get right. Was the next game? That's crazy because that was. Do you like remember? The only game I got eleven out of like, twelve games. That was, that was like the only, the only game, game that was an upset. Okay. I, you you picked the Chiefs to beat the Bengals. I I did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I they, I had only one game I didn't get right, which was the uh the Bills and Chiefs game. Okay. Or the Bills, believe, excuse me, Bills and uh, a Bengals game. We have it all recorded. It's on. But here, here's what's more important. Here's what's more right. important because we only talk about the NFL. Yeah, let's hear it. You correctly predicted the Lakers to win the first round of the playoffs this year because you said in four, five, six, or seven. So credit to you there. <laughs> all right. Then I think you did the same Trevor, thing for what, what are we talking the about next round. in the Heat Celtics series? So credit to you. You've I've been taken killing a it on the NBA playoffs this this year. We've been well. Thank you. I appreciate that. We've been we've been on for eleven minutes and thirteen seconds by this point. Yeah. Um. And and I've been put through the ringer. On this this episode here, mm-hmm. so Trevor, let's let's bring this back back to what we were talking about. Heat Celtics. Yeah, so Heat Celtics. Let's continue. Okay, so Heat Celtics. The Heat won the series, obviously last night, Game Seven. Um, you know, it was an ugly game, and we could talk about that. I was obviously, I'm I'm normally a pretty pessimistic fan, and I particularly was pessimistic last night. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And um. I, you know, I don't know if I should apologize to the team for a second time. You should. Um, Why for, were you so pessimistic, like, during the game? For not believing in them. No, here's the thing, though. I was nitpicking because as well as the Heat, and the Heat 
played awesome on defense. The defense I mean, effort by ten, like almost was, the entire game. The, the effort on defense was awesome. It was incredible. They were forcing a lot of turnovers. I was upset with a lot of the decisions the Heat made on offense. I was upset with some of the. I was upset with Jimmy Butler being passive. He looked like he was twenty eleven Finals LeBron out there being passive in Game Four. That's what he looked like for the first half. Now he played much better in the second half. He was already playing well on defense in the first half, but he played better. In the second half, he was a little bit more aggressive. He was, you know, started to take control of the game. So he was playing better. But I was upset about that. I was upset about some of the dumb threes Kyle Lowry took. I was upset that Bam missed a couple point-blank layups. But that's all besides the point because the Heat won. And ultimately, a win is a win, and that's what matters. And the game plan they put together was a really good one. Eric Spolster, once again, best coach in NBA. It's not even a debate. He's pretty clearly the best coach in the league, and he did a phenomenal job game planning. And Caleb Martin, I I think we have to give our flowers to Caleb Martin because he has been incredible all series for the Miami Heat. Last night, he had 26 points um, in the win, and he was the one guy that I could just watch Caleb Martin hit a shot and he he just it just brings me so much joy to watch him because he's the one guy that didn't stress me out last night for the heat. He was playing so well and throughout the whole series he's played well. He's averaged 19 points, 6 rebounds, uh and he's shooting 60%. He shot 60% in the series, 49% from the 3, which if you look at that compared to Jalen Brown, uh he I mean he straight up was better than Jalen Brown this year. Jalen Brown who was second team all NBA, a guy who I have said in the past is top 20 player in the NBA right now. Caleb Martin was straight up better than him, outplayed him. And some people were even wondering, should Caleb Martin have been the MVP of the Eastern Conference, uh, you know, of the series, basically? I don't think so, because I think there's so many people, so many things people forget that Jimmy does um, on both ends of the ball, and Jimmy did deserve it. But the fact that it was an argument just shows how good Caleb Martin was in the series. I just want to read Caleb Martin's stats real quick. I think this is really important. He played 45 minutes in this last game. He was 11 for 16 from the field. Yeah. I'm going to repeat that one, one more time. I think it's really important for everyone to understand. 11 for 16. He was 4 for 6 from 3. He had 10 rebounds in 26 points. I'm not saying that Jimmy necessarily played bad over the whole series. I mean, he didn't play great, that's for sure. But um, Caleb Martin deserved this. I feel like he deserved it. Well, you got you to gotta remember, like how much the Celtics game plan and how much they key on Jimmy throughout the series. And Jimmy was still really good on defense. He's, he's still an awesome defender. Caleb Martin is not, is nowhere near the defender that Jimmy Butler is. Right. I mean, Caleb Martin, he, you know, he got some steals and stuff. Jimmy Butler did average almost three steals in the series. So he was, you know, a big part of why the Celtics forced so many turnovers. I mean, Jalen Brown, I mean, I think we hear all the time about, oh, can Jalen Brown even dribble the basketball sometimes? And he had a lot of turnovers um, in this game, in the series in general. That's kind of been an issue with him. I mean, we saw it last year with the Warriors. I mean, there was a number of times where he had high turnover games in the finals against the Warriors. So I, I definitely think Jimmy Butler deserved it. But the fact that it's a debate, again, just you know shows how good Caleb Martin was. Um, other than that, again, I, I mentioned the Heat defense obviously played super well. Jason Tatum, obviously, he had the injury on essentially what was the first play of the game. He goes up. Uh, he, he does like a Euro step, and I think he he landed badly, um, kind of twisted his left ankle, it appeared. Um, and he wasn't really the same the rest of the game. And here's the thing, what I thought was going to happen, because the Heat did have a pretty sizable lead at halftime. I think it was an 11-point lead. 
But I was a little annoyed and frustrated again because the lead could have been bigger. The lead could have been bigger. The Heat, you know, they had the momentum going. They were playing well. Obviously, Caleb Martin was a big part of it. Uh, you know, Jimmy was sort of a part of it too. Gabe Vincent, obviously, you know, they were playing well and I thought they could have had a big lead, but I was anticipating the Boston third quarter run. And Ben, you, you said that you said that you texted, you was like, Boston is going to come out with a third quarter run. And I agreed. I thought that was going to happen too, but every single time they started to get a run, um, Derek white was kind of the catalyst to a couple of those runs cutting at the eight, seven points. The heat always had the answer. And usually the answer was a Caleb Martin made shot. It was usually Caleb Martin who answered. Um, if it wasn't Caleb Martin, it was probably Jimmy, but usually it was Caleb Martin. So credit to the heat for answering the runs and making sure that the crowd stayed out of the game because there easily could have been a point where the Celtics go on a 17-2 run. They tie up the game mid third quarter and the crowd just going crazy. And maybe that would have been too much for Miami. Maybe it would have, maybe not, but it could have happened. So credit to the Heat for continuing to kind of um, help silence the crowd and kill those runs. Um, but Ben, what, what were some of your thoughts, I guess, about, well, just really the series in general? Um, you, I mean, you could talk about last night's game or you could talk about the series in general. Well, a couple of things, Trevor. First of all, you, you brought up the 2011 NBA Finals. How dare you? We don't talk about the 2011 NBA Finals. As far as I'm concerned, that that never happened. Um, I also I, don't. I don't remember any basketball. I, I, I don't. Whatever happened, I don't even think it matters. What, I don't think it really happens. What it was miserable. It, it doesn't matter what happened. I don't even know what happened that that year. It's fine. Whatever. Um, yeah. I mean, in terms of the series, like, I I think, and it, it made sense, honestly, when you think about it. I, I think people just assumed that the Celtics were going to win, and maybe I fell prisoner to that, like especially after the way Game Six ended. Um, but I, I like I was very confident that, that this was going to be a close game, or at the very least that the Heat were going to be in it till the end. And I think you made a good point, Trevor. Like the Heat did exactly what you need to do when you're on the road in a Game Seven situation like that, and you got to take the the crowd out of it as fast as you can. Um, and the Heat kind of going on that run in the second quarter, and you know, having a double digit lead at halftime, and then uh, and then essentially being up 15 to 20 the whole second half. Um, that's exactly what you have to do in a, in a Game Seven on the road like that. Is just take the crowd out of it. So I give the Heat a lot of credit for for. I guess obviously getting a big lead, but but maintaining that lead, it would have been very easy and it would have made a lot of sense. And I think nobody would have been surprised if the Celtics went on a run in, in the second half at some point and got it back to five. But um, I guess the frustrating thing from a Celtics, if you're a fan of the Celtics perspective, is the fact that like the Celtics just could never get over that hump. They could never get it back down to single digits. Um, so credit to the Heat. I, I think the Heat played a really good game. I think the Heat being seven and a half point underdogs going into that game was ridiculous. I don't know why that was the case. Again, I think people just assumed that the Celtics were going to win that. Um, and honestly, I'm kind of happy the Heat lost at least, or the Heat won in a way because I think a lot of Celtics fans and Boston fans are, were already crowning themselves as the king of three O deficits. Um, so I think they they need to be humbled a little bit because again, Boston sports fans have, I guess, had a tough life according to, to themselves. They've, they've had a tough run of things in the last twenty years. Not not many championships. Only like I don't know thirty. Um, so it, it, it was, it, I, I think the game itself was not a good game. I mean, it's, a, it's your, you got a double digit lead the whole game. It's not, it wasn't even that close for the game, but I give the heat a lot of credit. I guess you can say they were the better team in this series. Obviously they won four out of seven games. Um, but again, like, like you said, Eric Spoltra, I mean, he was the way better coach in the series and, and, and I mean, you made a good point. He's, he's one of, if not the best head coach in the NBA. Um, so I'm happy for you, Trevor. I really am. Am I going to, am I going to, root for the heat to win the NBA finals. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Just remember Trevor. I will always be team Trevor, even though I was, I was against you in this series and, and the last, honestly, Trevor, I think I've been against in you every time. I think I've been against the heat every round <laughs> in this, in this, in this final. So I maybe I, Ben posed that 
maybe then i should just you were be just like what like I, I genuinely think it was so funny just like well i root for the heat maybe maybe not who knows <laughs> like well I, it, 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 like so i don't really excited. care i mean shout out to the heat first time in the in the nba finals since they played uh oh that's right lebron james also shout out to the heat first Three time they're gonna try to win a championship for the first time since wait who was their best player brandon the last time the Heat won a championship um let me think about it uh lebron james that's right of course that's right if you can't tell i'm just trying to do everything i can to make this about lebron james um oh wait they're playing the team that that just played LeBron James too. Crazy. Oh, and also shout out LeBron James having 30 points in the first half or whatever it was, 24 points in the, the first team half. That, the team that swept LeBron James. Well, that's not LeBron's fault. He swept fault. the Lakers, not LeBron. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, not that's, LeBron's not LeBron's that's not LeBron's fault. That's not LeBron. Anyway, um, shout I actually, out to I don't know if you were watching like I was watching and it just wasn't LeBron's fault. You know? I, I LeBron, will say. LeBron like, was the best player in the world for the rest of the whole series. I, you know? Again, Trevor, I apologize. I was very much rooting for the Celtics to come back in this series after it was 3-0 heat. Um, and you were very much against that. I understand that, but I was just rooting for more basketball. So you can hate on me all you want, Trevor, but I was just rooting for more basketball. And if you were not rooting for more basketball in this series, then you're a hater. Um, and that's just the way it is. <laughs> interesting. That's an interesting take. Uh, well, Trevor was rooting for a sweep. Yeah. I, I would, I, for one would rather have a seven game series versus a four game series, but that's just me being the NBA diehard fan that I am compared to Trevor, I guess. Yeah, of course. Of course. Seems like if we're ranking the NBA fans on this podcast, it's clearly Ben number one, me number two, Trevor number three. Clearly, um, Trevor. I actually, I have a question for you. Missoula is is mm-hmm. is he out? In your opinion? Oh, I don't know. I mean, if it was a sweep, I I mean, last week I think I said I thought he was out. So it's like because I don't know. Did winning three games in a row and still falling short change it? Maybe, maybe it did. I mean. Joe Mazzola, I I guess, I mean, he did start making more adjustments. He was starting to call more timeouts at, you know, proper times. Uh, But ultimately, I don't know. I mean, I I think you can make a case for either um, side because, again, the Celtics were still, the bottom line is they were, you know, a more talented team than the Miami Heat. They should have won the series. And they've had a couple real chances here to to win it and they haven't done so yet now yes Tatum and brown are still young we we kind of talked about this i think last week um i don't know it's a tough call i think i mean honestly you can easily make the argument that joe mazola never should have been hired in the first place i mean he hadn't had head coaching experience so you can make the argument that well he wasn't ready for this and maybe he shouldn't have gotten the job in the first place so it's it's a really tough call for the Celtics. I really don't know the answer because, you know, forcing this game seven, I think another thing you got to think about is what are, who would they hire if they get rid of Joe Mazzola? What are the alternatives? I mean, we just saw, we're going to talk about it briefly in a little bit, but Nick nurse. Now he is with the 76ers. The bucks hired Adrian Griffin. So, I mean, I don't know. Doc rivers is still out there. Are they going to go get, bring doc back to Boston? I don't know if that's, that much better of an idea maybe maybe not i don't really feel great about doc rivers as a coach but they could go that route money williams is still available so who knows uh with the celtics but i think there's reason there's a there's a huge reason to be frustrated if you're a celtics fan if i was a celtics fan i'd be very frustrated because the beginning of the series i said the celtics should absolutely win this series if they don't it, 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 you know, it's going to be a little embarrassing. Um, not that the Heat, obviously the Heat are a very good team and they were capable of winning, but that's just the expectation you have when you have this much talent. So it's going to be a tough call um, on what the Celtics are going to do. And another thing they have to think about is now Jalen Brown 
making second team all NBA, he's eligible for the five year supermax, which I believe is around $190 million. He is eligible for that. And if they give Jalen Brown that contract, suddenly you have Tatum and Brown who are both making in the, you know, stratosphere of $50 million per year, something like that. And so, I mean, that's two guys that are making up, I don't know, 60, 65% of your total cap, two players right there. NBA roster is 15 players. So that's going to be tough. If if that happens, then you're like, how do we keep some of these other guys? How do we keep a Grant Williams? You know, I, I don't know who the other free agents are. I just knew he was one. So, but how do you keep all of the, this core together and how do you improve? I mean, you can look at some of the Celtics holes here. I mean, Malcolm Brogdon was terrible this series. Uh, Marcus Smart, you know, wasn't the same defender this year. Robert Williams has all these health issues. Al Horford's like 38 now. How do they improve? How do they make this team better? So a lot of questions for the Celtics, and they have a lot to think about because Jalen Brown probably had one of his worst playoff series of his career, I would say, uh, a player who I have historically loved, um, but he hasn't had a good playoff. So it's interesting, and they have to, they definitely have a lot to think about, Brandon. Yeah, and I think uh, like something I wanted to talk about is Jalen Brown. I, I just don't see a, a marriage for Jalen Brown and the Celtics. Um, I don't think it monetarily makes sense for the Celtics. And also, I just think I think it's time to move on from this core that they have. You know, this is a good team, not a great team. That's what I think we've established now. Um, and I, I, I just think it's time to move on and, and set something straight, especially with everything else that you just said. I mean, besides Jason Tatum and potentially Jalen Brown, do they have any other pieces you think that uh, can be like solidified for the future and can be some foundational pieces to win a championship? I mean, I think I think Derek White is definitely someone you absolutely want to keep, uh, given what he has done this year for the Celtics and even a little bit last year. I think he's he's their third best player, right? So you definitely want to keep Derek White. But outside of that, I mean, I think Marcus Smart's on the table for trade offers if you can potentially get good value from him. I think he's on the table. Um, and outside of that, I mean, I don't know, maybe it's time to just let go of Grant Williams. He's been okay, but it's not like he's played a ton of big minutes in a couple of these series. So we will see with the Celtics. I, I think it's a really, I really do think it's a tough call because I still really like Jalen Brown, but one of the issues they've had, and again, they've been so close. They almost won the championship last year, but they would certainly be better off if they did have kind of like that table setter type point guard. And they have never had that. They've never had it. You know, Marcus Smart's not that type of player. Derek White's not that type of player. Um, you know, and, and Jalen Brown and Jalen, uh, Jason Tatum are, you know, they're they're more score first. They're not great creators. Tatum's improved a little bit, but they've never had that guy. So I mean, I don't know. I don't I don't know what guys would be available. I mean, every year it seems like Damian Lillard's in in talks from the media of like, will Dame want to leave Portland? Will would an every year ordeal. would Portland be open to trading Dame and just say maybe Portland at this point is like, hey, let's just move on from Dame. We have the I think they have the number three pick. So they could theorize well like Maybe Scoot Henderson falls to three. Let's get Scoot. We can trade Dame maybe in a package to get Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown is obviously a lot younger than Dame. So maybe for Portland, something like that can make sense. And then you get Dame as a guy who can really run your offense with Jason Tatum. Maybe that team has a higher ceiling than this current version of the Celtics. I don't know. Yeah, it just seems like the the time is up for for this Celtics team. Um, you know, they tried, they gave a really good go at it, but it, this doesn't seem to be the uh, the winning mix uh, uh, of players on this team. Yeah. Um. 
let's go into a couple other headlines before we preview the finals. You you mentioned this a little bit earlier. Well, yeah, I, I want to talk about one more thing quick. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Because I just I think like I've been I've been such a negative fan, and I want to bring uh, a different perspective that's probably more appropriate um, with the Heat because I've I've nitpicked for anyone that reads my tweets. I've nitpicked the Heat and all of their mistakes during the game. But this was like a really improbable run for an eight seed. This is crazy. To make the finals. Yeah. You go and you beat the Bucks, the one seed with Giannis. And granted, he was, he was hurt. But they, this they was again, like, I feel like this was like the perfect spell for them. What happened uh, in these finals with obviously like they had great play. And I'm not like trying to take anything away from them. But it does seem like there was a lot of factors that helped. Well, it was one. I mean, the Bucks, but outside of the Bucks, I mean, they just straight up beat the Knicks, um, who obviously manhandled the Cavs, destroyed the Cavs. And then they they pretty convincingly, I mean, I get the Celtics did end up winning three games, but I mean, they kind of convincingly beat the Celtics, who were, you know, the two seed, one of the favorites, certainly the favorites in this series. They, I think the Celtics were the favorite of every single game in the series, except game four. Um, you know, that was right before, obviously the heat were up three out. The Celtics were favored in every other game. Uh, I think in the Milwaukee series, the bucks were favored in maybe every game as well. Um, so it's kind of crazy that they have defied odds over and over again. They're only the second eight seed to make the finals. The other one being the Knicks in 1999 and that Knicks team that was during the lockout season. So they only played 50 games. So the Knicks did make the finals an eight seed. They would get uh, beaten five games by the San Antonio Spurs with Duncan and David Robinson. Um, but that team, I mean, they were 27, 23. They played 55 games or 50 games. So, I mean, I think that you could pretty easily make the argument that this is really the most improbable run to the finals. I think you absolutely could, um, which is a credit to the heat and the organization. And, you know, if, if all the people that were frustrated about heat culture, this is kind of like, the proven like this is the biggest example of heat culture working and, and what it means of how they're the underdogs and they have, you know, some of these guys that are unexpected to just step up in the biggest moments. And that's what the, that's what happened. So ultimately, with all of the negativity that I have had about my favorite team aside, it's quite an accomplishment, regardless of what happens this next year. Obviously, I want them to win, obviously. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. The Nuggets are a really good team. Trevor, that's, that's kind of all I have to say. This yeah. is so. This is something you just brought up, and I have a question. I hear this a lot. What is heat culture? What does that mean? Like, can you please define that for me? I have. I do not I, I understand that. Yeah. What does that mean? Before you answer it, I've never heard yeah. anyone talk about this except you. I hear it all the time. Tweets. You don't follow I, these playoffs. Yeah, I've heard it all. I've the never time. seen any tweets about it. They're I've never seen a, like on a, any other podcast. It's a big. It, I see it all the time. I've never heard of this, and I don't yeah, understand what what is heat culture. Is it underdog mentality? Because weren't they like the best team? Last, weren't they the one seed last year? So is this is this no. just like they this were. this this, this year's team seat? thing? Like what what is heat culture? What does that mean? Can you please explain that to me? I'm dumb. I don't understand. Were what they that really means. the one seed last year? They were the one seed. I mean, I don't have like a like a finite definition for you, but it's all about you know it, it's it really comes down to like work ethic and toughness and and just like always. Um, I I think there is a little bit of that chip on the shoulder thing, regardless of how you're perceived, right? Because even if you are the favorite. Um, you, you know, you're able, I mean, this is a Michael Jordan thing, right? Like you can manufacture chips on your Absolutely. shoulder, you know? Yeah. Um, so I think that's part of it, but ultimately it comes down to the work ethic and the, 
you know, just how it's been set up first and foremost with Pat Riley when he got to Miami in the 90s. Um, but also with with a guy like Udonis Haslam and and I mean Dwayne Wade as well, but Udonis Haslam I would say even more so because he's been there for twenty years in the locker room. Even now that obviously he's not playing, he's still in the locker room and he's one of the biggest examples of how this continues to be reinforced. And obviously Spolster as well, but yeah, I think that's what it's about. I think it's about work ethic and and toughness and just really always having that chip on your shoulder. I think is okay. is I mean I don't know that's. Kind of. Another right? thing is I feel like, just from, like, your definition of what I've heard about it more recently, it seems like it's a combination of, like, fans, you know, just kind of getting behind, like, a saying. But also, if you look at, like, the front office of the Heat, and, like, Spolster's been there forever. Mm-hmm. Pat Riley's always been a part of the team. Like, it seems like they've had this, like, core group um, that has been on the Heat. Not players-wise. Just, Alonzo Mourning now, after yeah, he retired. Yeah, yeah, and not, like, hasn't been on the team forever. So, like, I, yeah. I feel like this is part of it where like their team just has not, they've had this culture established by these people that are on kind of the behind the scenes of the team. Mm-hmm. I feel like yeah. that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Shout, out, shout out heat culture. I guess. I <laughs> Look know. at this. I, I ben, really Ben's now rooting for the heat. Oh, apparently. No, I'm, I'm, it's almost a guarantee that I will be rooting for the nuggets in this, in this series, but we'll get to it. We'll get to it. <laughs> I don't even get why. I don't, I don't get it. Ben. We'll, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. We haven't talked about the finals yet. We'll okay. All right. It. Fair enough. All right, a couple other uh, NBA headlines. We knew CBA, some coaches got hired, Trevor. Uh, why don't you break down both of those, I guess all three of those things. Yeah, well, the new CBA, I, I need to read more on. We could, we could talk about it another time. Yeah. Um, but the 76ers, they got Nick Nurse, and I think this was a fantastic hire for the 76ers. I think Nick Nurse is probably, I mean, I, I like Monty Williams a lot too, but Nick Nurse, arguably the best coach that was, at least that we heard about, that was, you know, in contention you know, one of the finalists or whatever you want to call it, leading candidates, however Woj or Shams want to define it. Uh, great hire for the 76ers. You know, Nick Nurse, um, obviously he was great with some of his in-game adjustments with the Raptors, especially obviously the year they had the Kawhi, uh, won the championship. Um, you know, so I, I think for the 76ers, this is a great coach for Joel Embiid, regardless of what happens with Harden in the offseason and how they try to build around Embiid. Um, I think this is a fantastic hire for Philly, and we'll see. We'll see if, again, I think we've seen more than any year I can remember how much of a difference coaching can make. We'll see if it can make a difference for Philly um, next year because I think it's a fantastic hire for them. Um, The other one, Adrian Griffin, uh, he was an assistant with the Raptors. He was hired as the head coach for the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, I've heard rumors that this was sort of Giannis's choice. That's what I've heard, you know, I've read a couple places. So, I mean, I don't, I I don't know. I have no reason not to believe that, but who really knows, I guess. Um, But Adrian Griffin, it seems like, you know, a highly regarded uh, coach with Toronto um, and he's going to Milwaukee. So, you know, obviously uh, great for him, great for the Milwaukee Bucks. And we'll see what they can continue to do after um, obviously what we know is a very disappointing result of this season, you know, being the one seed, being a favorite for a lot of people and going out in the first round. We'll see how they can bounce back next season. Yeah, um, I'm I'm interested about Adrian Griffin. I don't know a lot about him, and I've been I read like an article today on ESPN that like players supposedly love him. Mm-hmm. Um, big big player favorite. So I'm interested to see how that goes there. Nick Nurse seems like a home run hire. Uh, seems like one of the more obvious choices. Monty Williams will also be probably whatever, pretty much wherever he ends up, a very very good hire in my eyes. Um, so that kind of makes sense. Uh, ben, anything you want to add on these uh, these kind of newer headlines here? 
so, before we get to the finals preview. So I, I've been I've been thinking about this this take for a little bit now, and maybe I'm so wrong. But again, I'm I'm a casual NBA fan. Maybe this will show how casual of an NBA fan I am. I really do well, think I'm, unless you're like a top coach in the NBA, a Spoltra, a Popovich, whatever it is, Steve Kerr. I really don't think it really matters who your coach is at all. That's just my take. Okay. And again, may, maybe I'm totally wrong. I'm, I'm essessentially just going against everything that Trevor just said. But like the 76ers hiring Nick Nurse, I don't know if that's going to make, make that big of a difference. Maybe I'm wrong. Okay. But it seems like to me, NBA coaches, especially nowadays, like there's, there's no loyalty to your, to, to your head coach unless you are a top three or four coach in the NBA. Um, I mean, look, we, we've had how, how many times in the last couple of years have we seen the, the guy that wins coach of the year or have the best team in the NBA get fired? Um, and even you're talking about with the Celtics, dude. He's been there for a year. He took him to the Eastern Conference Finals, and he's about to get fired maybe. I just think there's unless you are a top guy in the NBA, your coach does not matter. Um, and it seems like that's showing at least a little bit with with the history of you know, recent history of, of firing these coaches after having not bad years at all. Um, so my whole thing is like the Sixers hiring Nick Nurse. Yeah, he, he has a championship on his resume. But is that going to make a big enough difference to get them over the hump that they've had issues with in the past? I don't know. Probably not, honestly. I, at the end of the day, I think it comes down to your players being able to play. Again, that, that might so, be a total casual take. I don't watch enough NBA to have like a strong opinion on that. I just I feel like that's it's a take that I've been brewing for the last couple months now. So, all right. So let's let's talk about this for a second. Because, Trevor, I, I'm sure you're going to have thoughts, especially heavily to one direction. So I, I, I want to talk about this for a quick second. I used to be so on board with this take. I used to be like, it doesn't matter. Throw LeBron James out there. He's going to win games. I've come to the realization how wrong that is. And I think in more of the modern, let's look at like this year, for example. We look at some teams like, um, like let's look at the Cavs-Knicks series. Which one of those teams do you think had more talent, Trevor? I think the cat. I would. It's close. I I lean Cleveland. Personally. One team had Obi Toppin. So, though. come on now. Yeah, <laughs> one team had Obi Toppin. You know, we look at that series. I would say objectively, the Cavs have more talent. Right. Like I I I would agree. Um, is it a great disparity? Probably not. But you know, with 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 the logic Ben just proposed, it's like you know you just go out and play your players. I mean, the the, the Cavs have like four potential. You know, max yeah. contract guys. Their top, their top four is definitely more talented than the Knicks yeah. top four. Knicks and obviously, they depth, didn't though. quite have the depth that yeah. the Knicks had. I understand that, but with the logic of like the playoffs, where you only play like six, seven guys anyway, typically in the playoffs, the Cavs should win that type of stuff. We look at these series that we saw, you know, this this time around, and there were a lot of underdog like upsets. Um, so I think, I think the logic that you have been actually isn't awful, but the take is wrong. The logic of like the top tier coaches make their teams better makes sense. But inevitably we're gonna have coaches like that are up and comers um that will end up being better, you know, like over time as they continue to coach and they can continue to evolve. Um and I think Nick Nurse is a, a good example of someone who could possibly do that. He now has very unique talent on this this Sixers team with Joel Embiid and there are potentially some others. We'll see if Harden stays. I don't know. Um, but that seems like the type of person who's a good candidate to really take a step in his coaching career and have, you know, they don't have the best talent in the league, but a combination of getting a good coach and having that talent can elevate his coaching experience. You know, we look at the Celtics, the Celtics have a lot of talent. They have these two max contract guys and a lot of good role players. Now, maybe they didn't play quite as well 
this year in this series, but that seems to me that it possibly has to do with the coaching. Um, so I think I used to have that exact same take, and I don't think the logic is horrendous, but I have come to disagree with it. I think coaching matters way more than we think. I mean, even if we look at the Lakers, look how much talent there is with LeBron and AD, and we've seen, I mean, they've won one championship since he's been there, and obviously there's other factors that go into it. I understand that. But the Lakers haven't had a consistently good coach in quite a while, and we have seen that it has not benefited. Now, Ben, I do think... Let's look at when the Lakers won. The Lakers won because, you know, LeBron and Anthony Davis were great, and they had other role players who were great, and the players stepped up and elevated the game, and it, it probably didn't matter in that instance who the coach was. But I think if we look at, like, the grand scheme as we go across here, if you have two, you know, teams that are just, like, average teams, the coaching is going to is gonna win the game. I'll leave the floor to you, Trevor, because I'm sure you have some thoughts. Maybe you disagree with me. Maybe you disagree with Ben. Maybe a little bit of both of us. What do you think about this take? Yeah, I mean, I think I think this year is great for people who think coaching matters. I think it's it's it, yeah. it's a definitely helps their argument because I think this season more than any other season I can remember kind of makes it stand yeah. out, especially this Heat and Celtics series is a big one. I think the Knicks Cavs series was a big example well, of it. Even if you look at like the Suns um, and Bucks, where like the Suns would just like give it to the Stars the finals, and see what happens. No, 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 no. The, the Suns series when they lost was just give it to Durant you mean Dan, and Booker. You mean Nuggets? Suns Nuggets? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's just give it to Durant. And, like they, it seemed like they had almost no coaching strategy. You look at the they Bucks also, when- Chris Paul was also hurt. That's yes. Factor. When, when Giannis went down, it seemed like the whole strategy was destroyed after it was just like, it was centered around Giannis being on the floor. And I understand like Giannis is an amazing yeah, player yeah, yeah. and there's something to do with that too. But, but yeah, I suppose but, better with his adjustments. Exactly. Um, yeah. So I, I think it matters. It's tough. I mean, for with coaching to me, the things I always think about are obviously like to me, it's game management. So like you can, I feel like, a, I feel like even casual fans can kind of sense when a team needs a timeout. Like you can see, Oh, this team is on a 12 Oh run. You should probably call a timeout. And usually that's correct. And that was one of the clear things. And I've said this in the past that Joe Mazzola just literally wouldn't do like over the course of the playoffs. And it was really strange. Um, so I think game management, stuff like the timeouts, um, you know, in-game adjustments, how your substitutions, you know, deciding to challenge a play, deciding not to, stuff like that. Uh, anything that's outside of that, it's hard for us to know because we're not in the locker rooms. We don't know, like, how coaches prepare the players. We don't know how the practices go. So it's so hard to evaluate coaches. But I think the game management stuff, I think we can evaluate because we can, you know, feel out, like, substitutions and the way coaches call timeouts. And I, I don't think Joe Masola did a very great job. And I, I, I'm a West Virginia fan. He played at West Virginia. I, I like Joe Masola a lot. Um, but just objectively, I don't think he was that great of a coach for the Celtics this season. And he's new again, he could become better, but I don't think he was very good. Um, so that's just one example. I know there's, there's other coaches, but the Joe Masola example is just a really good one. I think to show how, how coaching really does matter. In in comparison with Eric Spolster, who's been the head coach for the Heat for 13 years, this is Joe Mazzola's first season. So, you know, we talk about how play of experience matters so much for players. How about play of experience for coaches? I think that probably matters a little bit too. But yeah, that's that's pretty much it though. Um, on that, I don't know if you had any other anything no, else. Brandon. We can we can do our little finals preview here. So let's let's look at it, Trevor. We got Nuggets Heat. Um, and uh, I don't know if this is what most people wanted, but this is what we're gonna get. 
Um, seemingly, to me at least, it looks like it's a one-sided series a little bit. It's like, all right, the Nuggets are going to go in and kill the Heat. But the Heat kind of had that almost every series, I yeah. feel like. Um, so the Heat definitely have this Heat culture. They got the underdog mentality. Um, and I'm interested to hear your your overview of this series, Trevor. Yeah, so, I mean, the case, the case for the Nuggets is that they're often, I mean, they have the continuity. They've had the continuity the entire year. They're the one seed for the reason. They've only lost three games this entire playoffs. They're 12 and three in the playoffs. They lost one to the Timberwolves. The game went to overtime. They lost two games to the Suns. In both of those games, Devin Booker went absolutely nuts, absolutely bonkers. Kevin Durant had a couple good games too. It took a lot just to beat the Nuggets. And the Lakers had their opportunities, but ultimately they couldn't even beat the Nuggets once. It was a sweep. So I think that obviously the Nuggets, because they're so um, great on offense, they work so well as a team. It's not, they, they don't take bad shots. They usually get good shots. That's, you know, a little bit different than what we saw from the Celtics. Uh, they have that Murray Jokic pick and roll. That's really tough to figure out. Um, you know, so the Nuggets and, and Jokic, it's like, how do you stop Jokic if you try to make him, you know, if, if you try to stop him from scoring and you just leave, you know, the other guys wide open, he's going to find them. He's he's just going to. It's the same. I've said this before. It's the same thing that we saw with LeBron for so many years. That's how it is with Jokic now. He's going to find the open man. And a lot of these guys can shoot threes. Bruce Brown, KCP, Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr., I mean, they can even Jeff Green from time to time. They can knock down shots. Um, Aaron Gordon might be a little bit of an exception. He hasn't been that good, good of a shooter, um, but they have role players who can knock down shots to help out Jokic. And Jamal Murray looks like the Jamal Murray. He looks like himself, the guy that was really good in the bubble. So that's going to be really tough. And even a lot of people that had the concerns about Denver with their defense. I think they proved those wrong. I mean, Denver has played some really good defense, and they execute late game. They always have plays to go to. Mike Malone's a fantastic coach. They have plays to go to in the late game, so it's going to be tough. The case for the Heat, well, you could say, well, they have Jimmy Butler, and Jimmy Butler is capable of being the best player in any any series, and he is. That's true. Um, obviously, they're going to need Bam to be better. Bam is. If you're looking for a defender to guard Jokic, to be able to to switch guard Jokic and be able to get back and help on defense. I think Bam is one of the best options you can have. I think you look at a Giannis as being another guy that would be a really good defender on Jokic. Um, maybe, I mean, I don't know if the Celtics really would have had a better option than Bam. Bam is one of the best defenders you can possibly have to deal with Jokic. So it's going to be interesting to see. Miami had a lot of uh, success with their zone defense against the Celtics. I think it's going to be a lot harder against Denver because Denver can put Jokic in the middle of the zone. They can put him at the free throw line and he can make passes out of that. And he also has great touch. So even if the heat decide that they're not going to leave the shooters, they're going to stay with him. Jokic, you know, he can put a quick move on bam and he has so his touch is so good with that floater. So it, it's going to be a really tough challenge Obviously, they're going to mix up looks and try to slow down Jokic. But at the end of the day, I think the strategy should be let Jokic score. Let He can score. Do not do not let him get consistently 10, 12, 14 assists. I think they have a real shot of slowing down Jamal Murray. I think that is a realistic thing they can do 
is really hinder Jamal Murray's ability to get to his spots. Um, whether it's Jimmy Butler guarding him, Gabe Vincent, um, you know, they'll, they'll throw different guys at him. I think they could have success um, in, in making Jamal Murray have some really bad nights in the finals. Um, so if they can do that and just have Jokic, you know, Jokic can score 40, but if he only has six or seven assists, that might be a win, you know, from time to time. But, you know, it's going to be interesting. We also have, like, Tyler Hero. Is he going to come back? He's been cleared to return. I, I, I saw in the broadcast last night. It doesn't mean he's going to come back because, frankly, I don't know how much he would help. I mean, maybe he'd give him more offense, but he hasn't played in so long. It's going to be tough just throwing him into an NBA Finals. Um, but I don't know. That's Those are kind of just the thoughts on the cases. I wanted to hear your guys' predictions before I give mine. Uh, Brandon, do you want to start? I was hoping you guys would go first, but I, I, I'm I'm fine to start. Okay. So here's here's my thought process here. I I really think both teams can win. Um, obviously it's you know the Heat. I would not say are favorited. Um, and I I really Trevor, I really want to pick the Heat. I really do. But as I have always done on this podcast, I don't reverse jinx. All right, I'm picking who I think's gonna win. You know, you've heard me pick the Lakers in four, and you might think, oh, Brand's doing that because he likes LeBron. No, I actually thought that. I thought the Lakers would win in four. I unfortunately was wrong. Um, today, here for the NBA Finals, I'm going to pick the Nuggets in six. Trevor, I really want the Heat to win. Mainly, well, I think you'd be fine if the Heat don't win the finals. I, I think you'd want it, but the Heat weren't even supposed to be here, so this was already a big accomplishment. But I mainly want the Heat to win because I don't want to die in the house. You know, like I'm, 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 I'm worried the house is burning down. Um, so why did it, it burn down? <laughs> um, I, I really do want the Heat to win. I just think the Nuggets are a little bit too good. I think what's going to happen in this series is Jimmy's going to lock down Jamal Murray, but you're going to see a lot of the other players that you mentioned, like an MPJ, really step up and have great games. You know, score twenty plus points in a couple games, and I think that's going to be what puts it over the top. Jokic will get his thirty points and five billion rebounds a game. Um, but I think a lot of those role players that you mentioned are going to be the ones that really step up, really come to play. And I think the Nuggets are going to take it in six. Ben, what is what is your prediction on this series? So my my whole thought process about this series, like, first of all, the the Heat being an eight seed, like, that is so irrelevant at this point. Like, the Heat are not an eight seed. I agree. Like, that's, doesn't that doesn't matter. That's so irrelevant. They're not an eight seed. They don't play like an eight seed. They're good. All right. For all, you're, for all I'm concerned, they're a one or a two seed. Um but my whole thing is like, based on what I saw last round, if I think if if the Nuggets play the way that they did for most of the series against the Lakers, I don't think there's any way the Heat win this series. And maybe that's what Trevor wants me to say. I'm, I'm not even trying to like reverse jinx or anything like that. Um, I I just truly think like if the Nuggets play, if both teams play to their best of their ability, I think the Nuggets win the series. Doesn't mean it's going to be a sweep or anything like that. But I think if both teams play to their best of their abilities, the Nuggets are the better team. Um, and based on what I saw against the Lakers last round with the Nuggets, they have a lot of weapons and it's it almost, I don't want to say that they're like the new warriors, but it kind of reminds me of the warriors in a way where like, there's so many different people that can beat you. And there's so many different ways that they can beat you as a team. And I, I watched it personally again against LeBron James and it was not fun, but it's impressive. I mean, obviously like, like Trevor said, you have Jokic and you have, so many different ways he can beat you. And the goal, the, the the hope, and I guess the game plan for Jokic is like, if he's going to score a bunch of points on us, fine, but we're not going to let him drop 30 and have 15 assists as well. Like he, we got to, we got to limit him to, to, to going off in one, in one category, not two or three. Um, but at the same time, like you said with Jamal Murray, I mean, Jamal Murray, especially against the Lakers, he was fantastic. 
um, lights out shooting. Then you have people like Jeff Green, who's like a billion years old, but somehow plays his role very well. And you have KCP, who's, who has played very well in this series. And you have Aaron Gordon, who I think will be um, a, a big body down low that can somewhat counter Bam Adebayo. So I, I just think the the uh, the 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 sorry, I'm, I'm watching baseball and trying to talk at the same time. This is really hard. The Nuggets have so many weapons um, and so many different ways that they can beat you. I just think if they, if they play to the best of their ability, they're, they're going to win this series. Um, so I would have said Nuggets in six, but that's lame. I'm not going to say that. I'll say Nuggets in seven. I do think that the Heat, because they have Jimmy Butler and because they have weapons as well, not as many as the Nuggets, but because they have people like Bam Adebayo and and like um, a Caleb Martin or like even a Duncan Robinson if he if he gets hot at the right time. They, they'll win games. They're not going to get swept or anything like that. But I just think at the end of the day, the Nuggets are the better team. And if they play to the best of their ability, there's nobody that's beaten them. Um, especially not this this Heat team that we clearly saw the last couple of days has has flaws. And if Jimmy Butler's not playing well, um, there's times where it looks like they look they all look at each other and they don't really know who to turn to if Jimmy Butler's not gonna be the guy. So I'll take the Nuggets in seven. Um I really I really I truly don't care who wins. I'll probably root for the Nuggets, Trevor, but um I really don't care who wins. I I, I I'm totally satisfied with either team winning. I think that if the Nuggets why, win, they, why do you want the Nuggets it. to win? Um, just because I like Jokic and I think he deserves a championship. I but you could say the same thing about Jimmy Butler. I love Jimmy Butler too. Um, Spolster already has a championship, so maybe it's one of those things. I'd rather just see Mike Malone win one. I think he deserves one. As, as okay, there coach. we go. That's a that's um, at least a something. <laughs> I, I I will say, I, Brandon, this is going to be your responsibility for the next couple weeks while the series goes on. I need updates on Trevor. Honestly, start taking some videos. I just want to see Trevor stressed out. I want to see him celebrating. I want to see him down. I kind of hope this series goes seven personally, just because I want to see the ups and downs of Trevor throughout this next couple weeks. If this series goes seven, um, I just think it'd be fantastic content for me to see Brandon. So it is your responsibility to keep me updated on Trevor's mood. If the heat get blown out in game one, I want to know what's going on in Trevor's head. If the heat win by 20 in game one, I want to know what's going on in Trevor's head. Brandon, does does that make sense? I I just want to know. I I can't be there to see what's going on with Trevor. I I just, I would, I'd love to see his, his attitude during the series because I can already imagine if the heat lose game one, he's going to be the most pessimistic fan I've ever seen in my entire life. And if they win in game one, he's going to be the most pessimistic fan I've ever seen in my entire life. So I, I, I'm super excited for this series for you, Trevor, just because I think it'll be super entertaining to watch you have to to fight this mental battle in this series um, because I, hopefully it's it's as good of a series as we expect it to be. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm probably not going to do that, but... Do, <laughs> but do it for me. I just Call of Duty, Ben. Yeah, I, I know, I know. Yeah, Brennan's I'm, not going to watch the games, but I just... I, 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 I so badly wish I was there because yeah, I... Yeah, I want I'd, some of them. I'd love to see... Bit. I mean, again, like I don't have a lot of experience having my teams in these high leverage situations like this, but I, I just want to see the, uh, I want to see the mood swings because that's especially in a seven game series. Like, there's gonna be Trevor. There's gonna be days that you feel on top of the world. You're gonna wake up thinking that life is great. And there's gonna be probably a day or two in this series that you wake up that he did not look good the night before, and you are pissed off at the world, and you're gonna take it out on Brandon. And I wish I was there to see it. I really do. Ben, Ben, this has been one of the weirdest podcasts for you today. You've had some weird takes. You've you 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 want the Nuggets to win, really, for no reason. And now you gave Trevor a whole pep talk for the series. I've I've never seen something like this series for you or this podcast for you. This was I'm been just an interesting if we're being one. honest, I'm just trying to find reasons to watch the series because I I just don't care at all. I really don't care. I'm just well, trying to find is, reasons. I to actually watch this do series. think this series will be good. Like really, I hope it is. I think the heat of like. Develop this like 
the Heat have you kind of compared it to the Warriors. You know when like Steph shoots a three and like you're like, oh, that's going in. Yeah, that's kind of think it's going in. That's how it was for the Jamal Heat Murray. Are, like almost at this point. Well, the Heat are almost at this point where I'm like, I know there's no shot they win, but like they really could. Like I just feel like they keep on burrowing their way into like just yeah. winning games, and like it seems like it's very plausible that they could win this series. I don't know, Trevor. What do you think? What's your official prediction? Don't do if I know you're the Nuggets are probably gonna win, and you're probably gonna. I know you're gonna pick the Nuggets. There's no shot. I think even if you thought the Heat were gonna win, there's no shot you'd pick them. But be honest. I want to hear your actual thoughts on this series. What is right. your prediction? You know, Drake has this song. Oh, uh, it's on the album More Life. It's called Can't Have Everything. I yeah. told you about this, Brandon. Um, I before, love this before Game Seven. It's a really good song. He talks about John Calipari and a bunch of other stuff. Um. And I mean, it's true. You you can't have everything, Ben. You 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 obviously know this. You're a very humble guy. You know that you can't have everything. So I can't have, you know, I, I have a lot of great things in my life. Like I, I get to do this podcast. It's a, it's a joy in my life. And there's so many other things. I get to eat chicken rice. I get to go to the gym and, uh, you know, make Brandon suffer at the gym and stuff <laughs> like that. So all great things. But I can't have everything, Ben. So right. the Heat are not going to win. The, they're not going to win the series. They're not going to win the championship. Um, they've had a good run, um, and they're going to do their best. Jimmy Butler is going to be, uh, really good in the series. Spolster is going to make some adjustments. They're going to, there's going to be times where you're going to think, you know, they have a real shot here. They, 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 they just won this game that they shouldn't have won and they're going to have a real chance. They're going to be in it. Certainly they're not going to be a sweep, but the nuggets are the better team and they've been the best team this entire playoffs, just pretty clearly um, every series they're still playing at their best. Whereas I think the heat played their best basketball in the first round. I think they played their best basketball against the Milwaukee bucks. I think the last four games of this series, they have not really been close to that in terms of the basketball they played even last night, despite the win, I do not think they were playing as well as they were playing in the first round against the Milwaukee bucks. So I'm I'm a little worried about that. Jimmy Butler seemed to tw- I don't know if he twisted something or got a minor injury. Um, I'm sure he'll still play pretty well, but ultimately I'm worried about how many options the Nuggets have. You kind of mentioned it, Ben. They have guys like KCP, Michael Porter Jr. They have guys who can hit threes, and and it's really tough. You know, Miami's going to have to shoot really well. They're going to need to get great performances from Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo and Caleb Martin. They're going to need to have you know, performances by guys who you typically don't expect to show up. You know, Max Struess is going to have to be have a game here or there. And the late game execution, because the Heat will be in a lot of these games. They will have a chance to win a lot of these games. And if they don't execute in, in these moments, like, you know, in, in late in the games and the Nuggets win those close games, that's, you know, they're not going to win the series. And the Lakers obviously got swept because they were close a few different times. They didn't win any of those. If the game is closed, the Heat have to steal it. They have to find a way to steal the game. And it's just, I don't know, it's tough to expect that. The other thing is, they have no size other than Bam Adebayo. None. They have no size. And they are going against Nikola Jokic. Well, but, like, actual, like, we're talking, anyway. Does he, has he played? He plays a little bit, but okay. I think, I don't, I don't know if this is a series for him. It's going to be tough. But anyway, the the Nuggets have Aaron Gordon, Nicole Jokic, and yep. Michael Porter Jr. all in their starting lineup. All three of them are above 6'9". They're all great rebounders. And I'm worried the Heat give up a lot of offensive rebounds to the Celtics, and part of it's because of they, they're playing the zone. But 
regardless of that, the Nuggets are a great rebounding team. And I think that's the biggest advantage they have uh, is just a rebounding battle. I, you know, the Nuggets are going to out-rebound the Heat in the majority of these games, and that's probably going to be the biggest reason they're going to win outside of just simply having the best player, which is Nikola Jokic. So what's your what's your game prediction? Yeah, so my my game prediction is Nuggets and six. Um, that's what I had coming into this. I'm not sound like I'm copying Brandon, which is kind of yuck. But um, you you could have went first. You wanted me to go yeah, first. Yeah, I know. I know. I so know. that's on you. I did that. Uh, but it, Nuggets in six, the Heat will have a shot. Obviously, they'll you know they'll win two games. Um, but yeah, I think it's Nuggets in six. I really do hope the Heat win. Like I just I I like their story better. I don't care about the Nuggets. I mean, like it's if they win, it's fine. But like I think it's a good story for both teams. I'm I'm very happy that this is the finals and yeah. not Heat Lakers. Not oh, certainly not Come Celtics on. Lakers. Celtics Lakers would have been the worst one. Oh, because don't I'm glad. Even start with me, Trevor. Because because think about this, Ben. ESPN for the last two weeks has been the heat of no chance. The Celtics are going to win this. We're going to get Celtics Lakers. They, they just are always on these high market teams in Denver and, and Miami is a big market team, but they are, they're, I was about an, to say, I was they're like, an underdog though. These they are, are an underdog. These, are the, these yeah. are the teams that no one cares about, which makes me want to, I mean, I'm a heat fan in general, but even if I wasn't a heat fan, it would make me want to care more about them because they genuinely are fun teams to watch. The Nuggets are incredibly fun. Jokic is it, – it, it seems like people just realize this guy's like a basketball like genius. He's incredible. He's going to be one of the best 20 players of all time when he's retired. Nicole Jokic is incredible, and people like didn't even realize that until they watched a Laker game two weeks ago. It's ridiculous. Yeah, that's a fair assessment. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, I think we'll I think we'll kind of wrap up the pod there. I I really do hope that we Heat win. We'll have to see. Um, but we'll be back here next week to talk about all the games that are going to happen. Um, so yeah, like I said, we'll wrap it up there for today. Thank you all so much for listening to today's episode. Of course, we welcome Ben back, which is great. Um, for some people, just not me. Um, of course, check out our website, thesmallballers.com. Keep up to date when all of our podcasts go live uh we will have another cinemaniacs on the five seconds of fame podcast this weekend i'm hoping it's thursday night um but we'll see that's going to be on spider-man across the spider-verse uh so if you are interested in that movie you're going to really like that podcast episode aaron and i are going in completely blind i've seen the trailer um but aaron texted me today he said don't look at reviews and i said okay not looking at reviews i'm looking so, at right now for uh, you don't worry well, don't spoil don't spoil the reviews. Yeah, so, Brandon, Brandon lets the reviews get in his head, and they they uh taint his opinion. Well, he's a sheep. Uh, they he's just, a sheep. That's why he just he just does what, <laughs> he just likes whatever no, the just, critics tell him to like. Reviews tend to be pretty pretty accurate. No, but no. nevertheless, no reviews going into this movie. So, Cinemaniacs hopefully be out Thursday or Friday. Um, so definitely get excited about that one. Uh, go follow us on Twitter at the Small Baller. Keep up to date with us there. Subscribe, leave a five-star review on this podcast. But with that being said, thank you all so much for listening, and we'll see you guys next time. Go Falcons.